everyone. Welcome to the Extra Point Show again this week. How's everybody doing? Super Bowl edition. Super Bowl special. Uh, tomorrow afternoon. What is it? Three o'clock? Uh, yeah, I believe. I, I, I believe that is the uh, the estimated kickoff. But um, there's obviously going to be an entire game <clears throat> or an entire day worth of festivities. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably start pre-game, around noon. Pre-game stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a long day of just you know analysis. So you know. We'll yeah, work. a lot of a lot of like over over analysis, like too much analysis. Yeah, like some yeah. of that just gets annoying. It's like. You know, you can yeah. probably fill like maybe an hour of yeah. that, maybe. I mean, Super Bowl, I get it, biggest game of the year, yeah. but yeah. Uh, will, sometimes, man, it's like we will we will give a little bit of that preview right now, but not not too in depth. So as far as the Super Bowl goes, obviously, as everybody knows, it's going to be the uh, the L.A. Rams ugh, against ugh. the uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Go Bengals! Go Bengals! Go Bengals! Yeah, Joe Shiesty and the Bengals crew, hoping that they can come <laughs> away with a win. Um, but yeah, I mean. Huge um, on on paper, the the number one thing I think is going to be the Bengals offense, the Bengals high powered offense against the Rams, you know, superstar powered defense with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. They have so many weapons on the defensive side of the ball. And the Bengals Mm -hmm. have so many offensive weapons in Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Uzama, the tight end who got injured in the last game, supposed to play, and uh, Joe Mixon. He might be a li- bit limited because, I mean, he, obviously he might, he's going to play because it's a Super limited, Bowl. He might be a bit limited, but, you know, then they're going to have to rely on Drew Sample, their backup tight <clears> end. <throat> I mean, you got you got next man up. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, biggest game of your careers. The Bengals haven't been to one of these in 31 years. So, I mean, it's – you really have to pull everything out of the tank. I mean, this is, like, the biggest game. I mean, they may never make it back. I mean, I hope they do, but with Joe Burrow at quarterback, I mean, they might make it back, you know – in a couple of years, who the hell knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, obviously that's the matchup that I think everybody's going to be talking about. But one thing to note, I think, is going to be how the Bengals' defense plays against Matt Stafford and the Stafford, Rams' yeah. offense. Yeah, so I think that's going to be yeah. the more telling thing. <clears throat> I was going to say, the Rams' offense is also very good. The Rams', the Rams all around, yeah. like I said, I've been right. saying, just seem like the better team. Like, I mean, the Bengals do look really good, but if yeah. I had to if I had to put money on, like, okay, well, who do you think is going to win? Like, I, the whole yeah. score prediction thing, I don't like. It's kind of stupid. You know, yeah. the chances of getting that right are really lim- limited. But if I had to pick who was going to win, I'd probably say I would go with the Rams. I really hope yeah. it's not the Rams, but that would be my pick based on the way that the two teams look. I want to say I want to say 31-24 Bengals, but I don't know. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that that, would I be mean, fantastic. I, I would love that. I'm just yeah. going with my realistic yeah. oh, and course. my you know of my course. logical. I'm like, but, well, from what I've seen, yeah. I'm like, I would yeah. think maybe the Rams win by three or. But but I but I do imagine like the Rams score points. I mean they've got they've got Matt Stafford. Obviously <clears throat> Cooper Cup's going to get his targets. But yeah, well both teams yeah. are going to score points. It's yeah. I mean unless it's like a real boring game when they you know they don't no one scores over ten points. But I I just don't think so. Given yeah, that both I, their I, offenses I really, are very I, I really are very high powered. That, yeah, but I mean the Bengals have an underrated defense. I mean they've got Mike Hilton at corner. They've got Trey Hendrickson at defensive end who ended up at, you know quietly having like twelve or thirteen sacks this season. So the the Bengals have some defensive weapons. So if the Bengals can have a pretty decent uh decent game and, and like I said, hold um the Rams to under like I'd say twenty twenty two points, I, I think they've got a decent chance to win. Now if, if the Rams go score over thirty, then I think they're done. 
I mean, I don't think yeah. that they'll be able to. I would agree. That. I think it's dependent on the Bengals' defense and whether or not they can prevent the Rams from scoring right. enough points. And that's assuming everything else goes, you know, as expected, you know, like right. both offenses do, right. you know, do well. And, and there's always, the, there's always, special <clears throat> there's always, you know, the potential. Right. For yeah. And then there's always that over. random shit that happens out of nowhere. Like you're yeah. saying, yeah, special teams or yeah. somebody fumbles, somebody, or whatever, tip, like it doesn't matter what it is. pass off a receiver's hands gets yeah, picked. And it, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Anything like that can happen yeah. at any time. So yeah. really it can be anybody's game in a game like this. It's, it's really hard to make a prediction. If yeah. I, like I said, if I have to, I'd go with the Rams just based on the way they look and they have looked, but. You know, it's anybody's game. They're both good teams. I will say this, though. If it comes down to a field goal, you got to like being a Bengals fan with Evan McPherson being 12 for 12 as a rookie kicker in the in the postseason. <laughs> Evan Big Balls McPherson. Big right? Balls McPherson, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy, that guy can kick. Like, he's literally, against the Raiders, converts four field goals. Then the next mm-hmm. week, against the Titans, converts four field goals. Like, this guy, like, I think each week he's got, he's like, I mean, the Bengals aren't necessarily winning these games pretty, but I mean, they're they're winning these games. Yeah, hey, win's a win. It doesn't matter yeah. how you win. And obviously, something that Zach Taylor's not afraid to do is is take the points when he's you know at like a fifty-two or fifty-three, fifty-five yard field goal attempt. He's like, well, mm-hmm. go out there, young man. Yeah. Show us why we drafted you. But yeah, yeah it's I mean, getting I, them wins. Yeah. But I'm excited to see this game. I mean, I think it's going to be. I, I'm hoping it's a good game. Obviously, sometimes. You get those, mm-hmm. those blowouts. <clears throat> well, if the NFL is actually rigged, like some people think, it'll be a great game, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm joking. I don't think it's rigged. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, just uh, briefly want to uh, recap the uh, the most important game of the NFL season, just, just real quickly. Oh, uh, as, the as most going, important yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, the most important oh. game of the NFL season. Oh, what last, game is that? Last week's uh, last week's NFC AFC Pro Bowl, of course, <laughs> uh, which of course was won by the uh, AFC in a in a forty one to thirty five victory. That was that was the most ri- just ridiculous <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Like it was it was entertaining at moments, yeah, like yeah. goofy and kind of fun. Yeah, but dude, that was that was just it was, it was too, a lot was of a lot of sloppy touch? play. Some of those There's picks, no that, some of those picks like... that, that Russell threw, and I know he wasn't giving great effort, but it was, he, he overthrew the receiver by like 15 yards. They, uh, all the quarterbacks did, though. Yeah, like it was, yeah. They all looked just awful. They they just did not give a shit. Yeah, Kirk. I saw somebody post online, too, like, oh, I hope we get Russell Wilson. He's like, nah, he looked terrible in the Pro Bowl. I was like, like, like he it's fucking cares. It's fucking Pro yeah, Bowl. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, if, if you value anything that you're seeing out of, out of how somebody <laughs> gave effort in the Pro Bowl, then, I mean – I mean, I guess, the Pro Bowl used to be a lot more fun to watch, like back in 2007, I think it was, when yeah. Sean Taylor had that big-ass hit in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, on that, on which that was, fake punt where he killed Which Sean, was probably entirely unnecessary, but yeah. yeah, but it was really awesome. Yeah. I just think that they, maybe hopefully in the next few years they're going to they're gonna come out with some kind of other event they can do instead of that because it just really is not – that was just not that entertaining. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's – They could give them Pro Bowl honors and then have some other kind of event or something else that they do – with those players, or maybe a skills so, type. Well, they do the skills challenges yeah. already, I guess. But well, the, I don't N- know. the, the NFL's pro, um, all-star game is a little bit different than than everybody else's in the sense that it's it's the only one that's done at the end of the season. <clears throat> like baseball and you know the NBA do their um, all-star game in the middle of the season. And oh, I didn't, it's actually it's that. actually uh, in, and in the NBA or in, in the uh, MLB in baseball, um, you actually get 
the, the winning team, the NL or the AL, whoever wins the All-Star game, actually gets home field advantage in the World Series. So I think that'd be a cool idea. The only thing that screws it up <laughs> is the NFL already determines the location of the Super Bowl. Like a year Well, they're going to be changing that. Actually, that's some news as well. I remember seeing a post yeah. about that. Because this has happened now two years in a row with Tampa and then now at the Rams, they said that they're going to take steps to try and prevent that from happening again so that there's a team that doesn't get unfair advantage. It should have, it should have been the Niners playing at home at, at fucking so, SoFi, SoFi South. Or, uh, or I'm sorry, Le- Levi, Levi South. I apologize. Yeah, Levi South. Levi That's South what it is. Yeah. What it was. yeah. Yeah. It should have been the Niners playing their, their you know, second home <laughs> game of the season there. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. It would have been second. Exactly. But fucking. Mm, that shit still, that shit still p- pisses me off. Fucking Rams. Yeah. We, we should have won that game up 17 to 7. And uh, anyway. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan just cannot coach with a 10 point lead, apparently. I mean, I don't know. He just he just falls apart. I don't we, know what it is. I but. almost I almost feel like now moving forward, dude. Like it's I I love Kyle, and I mean I'm not you know saying no. I'm not shitting yeah, on Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying no, you no, should I, get I, another I, coach I, I yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that. But but I'm just saying like in that situation, like maybe knowing what we do from these last from Atlanta three, Super three Bowl times, three times, Atlanta Super Bowl, our Super Bowl in 2019, and then you know last last weekend, game. yeah, yeah, or two weeks ago in the championship yeah. game. I mean. We we do do we have to be ahead by by twenty or thirty points in every game just to, just to feel comfortable and, and win? Because yeah, I mean, that's like, not that, that is not that should, that should you don't be, want I mean, that to be the case. Yeah. That is, it's annoying. I mean, oh, we're up by ten. Most of the time, you should be like, oh hell yeah, we yeah, got this. Yeah, game. I mean that's how that's how I was feeling in the Jesus Super Bowl Christ. after after the Chiefs didn't do shit for three quarters. I was like, we've got this. And oh yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, that was yeah. painful. Well, I mean, this, this, <laughs> hopefully Joey Burrow can redeem all my Super Bowl sorrows tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of some notable, um, you know, Niners news, it's a uh, lot's been debated about what's going on at the Niners quarterback position, obviously with, uh, it, it does appear that we're going to move on from, from Jimmy Garoppolo. And um, it did seem like Trey Lance was going to be the, uh, the incumbent starter. Uh, however, there, there's been a little bit of a rumor swirling around as of late after just like six days that that we reported on initially yeah this happened real quick yeah real yeah quick. He, he wasted no time <clears throat> but there's rumors that thomas edward patrick brady <laughs> might be returning to the nfl now it, it hasn't been confirmed these are just you know rumors again but i mean it yeah. was it was uh circulated about um you know that 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 you know it's it's been reported people close to him that have mentioned his desire to return to play for a different team and you know it makes a lot of sense because if you think about it he's got one year left on his Tampa contract and what if that's the reason that he's Wait, retired? he had a two-year deal? He signed a two-year deal? After after the after the Super Bowl win, he signed a uh, for two more years. Really? So oh, left- so he maybe maybe he just retired because, so to get out of his and contract with, and then go so to another team. So he can go team. play with yeah. the team that he to go, wants yeah. to play so, with. So I'm thinking that, that depending likely. on – So what if things don't go that smoothly with Trey this year or even if they do, <clears> and then next year Tom Brady gets out of his – because right now, if he were to return and play next season, any team that would get Tom Brady would owe Tampa draft picks or some capital 
for him. Oh, really? They'd have, yeah, because he's still under contract with Tampa. Oh, so I what if Tom's playing that. hardball and retiring? You know, he's going to take a year off. Man, he's going to be like 46 by the time it's the next football season. Have after you ever, this have you ever seen a man 46 and is going to, you know, that like, can do what he can do? No, but like, Jesus Christ. I mean, maybe, like, maybe he's going to take off a year or two so he can just like get in just better get shape. Off, just get he's going to get healthier. He's going to get healthier than I'm he ready was. to go. And he comes back and just. Damn, dude, that'd be crazy. I, I hope I, he does kind of. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count him out, and I hope he does, especially if if this is is true, because the the rumors are swirling around that he could want to return to his hometown, San Francisco 49ers. Of course, Tom being a San Mateo, California guy, and uh, everybody knows <clears throat> growing up a Niners fan. Oh my God! Like I'm excited for Trey. I really am. I mean, I remember going into the draft process. I was like, Trey's the guy we got to get. I'm really like pumped for him. And in a couple of yeah. appearances, especially in the second half against Houston, like when he started uncorking balls on on target, I was like, this kid's you know this kid's got something. Well, that's um, what he needs to keep doing. Is he yeah. needs the passes, the passes. He's got to learn yeah. how to pass. Absolutely. Can't, but, if he can't pass, then. But but if we could get Tom Brady, but like I mean I don't I mean that that's that supersedes Jimmy, that supersedes Trey, that that supersedes anybody you've got. That supersedes on anybody in the NFL, yeah. basically. I mean, unless you've shit, got like, like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 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 you've you've and Aaron's only got a little bit of youth on him, and maybe like like actually Aaron's mechanically. Yeah, he's like about six six years younger than him at yeah. least or so. But yeah, um, yeah. So Aaron's Aaron's thirty eight, and I think Tom's forty four. But 44, yeah, so um, there's a. So Tom recently appeared on the uh, Let's Go pro- uh, podcast with Larry Fitzgerald and uh, Jim Gray. was quoted as saying that he's not really planning to reverse course and uh, he's not really looking to change his mind um, right now, but he doesn't know how he'll feel in six months from now. Also quoted as saying that he uh, tries to make the best possible decision that he can in any moment, uh, which he felt like he did last week and again um saying that you have to be realistic and that you never know what the challenges are going to be in life again uh he said he loved playing i'm looking forward to doing things other than playing and that's as honest as i can be and at 44 years old with 15 pro bowls three uh mvp uh votes and um three mvp awards and um, too many other records to, to count. You know, he's, he's got pretty much everything now at this point. I know, seriously. Um, he's, like, untouchable. He explained that it wasn't his inability to um, you know, <clears throat> play, but more the factors outside of his life that influenced it. Obviously, wasn't that he felt he was declining, but, you know, he wanted to focus more on family matters. So, we'll see. Yeah, if, it, it makes sense, given the fact yeah. he's 44 years old. I mean, he has played um, for, you know, for 22 years. Um so it's understandable at this point in his life. It's like, well, I have done this and he's getting older. He's got kids. Like, you, you know, I'm yeah. sure there's lots of other things. He's rich as hell. <laughs> he's got a rich as hell wife. Yeah. So I'm sure there's yeah. lots of things he wants. He to really do. doesn't have to prove anything else. And then uh, also quoted as saying, I was fortunate to do it for a long time for 22 years. I did it at the highest level and I had the best teammates and mentors and coaches and friends. And again, it's just pretty simple. It's just there's a time for th- for other things, and I need to make time for other things in my life. And it's exciting for me to be able to really enjoy some of those new moments as well. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And um, he also uh, said that he was humbled by the outpouring of support and um, that, um, you know, basically uh, – I've taken so much from the sport, and I'm glad that uh, so many people enjoyed watching me play over the years. 
Believe me, I loved playing more than they loved watching me play. So for as many people that loved watching me play, I enjoyed playing the game and being in there as... Being in there much more than people actually enjoyed watching me play. So obviously, definitely saying that he uh, still strongly has a passion and love for the game. And obviously you can tell. I mean, that, that Tampa game where he smashed the tablet, I mean... Oh, yeah. You know, like, obviously, the man is a very impassioned player and uh, still has... I expect to see to Tom Brady in the future at some kind of other he's, position in the he's NFL. Gotta he's got to do something. Some kind of... Yeah. Either... I mean, obviously, there's commentating because, like, obviously, that's what most of them do. The big-time quarterbacks yeah. tend to, a lot of times, go into that. But, I mean, even a head coach position, man. I mean, the man already can already, you know, I could, I could direct, conduct an offense yeah, on his yeah, own. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and probably not for a few years. I would think he's going to maybe take a break for a few years. Focus on some other things, his family. But, you know, when he gets into his fifth, you know, that's, that is assuming these rumors of him maybe yeah. coming back for another year. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's coming back to win a Super Bowl <laughs> in San Francisco. That would be great. But assuming that that's just a rumor, <laughs> I would think maybe give him, give him a couple years, yeah. you know, do some other stuff. Maybe by the time he's in his 50s, maybe we'll start. I mean, and I think he might do uh, like commentating jobs probably. If he, if he does retire this year, I could see his, yeah. you know, as soon as next season. I yeah, mean, you know, a man be, like Tom he Brady. Be, he would be a shoo-in. And the, any yeah, exactly. Be, They're going to jump on. All the networks yeah. are going to just yeah. jump on that. So they, you know they, they, we're going to see a lot more. Of they it. snatched Drew Brees right up out of <clears> they, right, they got, right. They got him right up. And Tom Brady is is significantly more important than Drew Brees, at least in my important my my in my my opinion, <laughs> I think so. I mean, he's the, he's the man that you know kind of put the dagger in Drew Brees once and for yeah, all, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, on to um, on to some other news. Uh, you know, as we reported last week, there were still four um, NFL head coaching positions. Now there is only one that remains unofficially filled. And that's the Vikings job, which, as we mentioned last week, cannot officially be filled by Kevin O'Connell, who is the um, projected uh, projected replacement for um, Mike Zimmer in uh, Minnesota. Uh, so he um, can't actually be hired until after the Super Bowl, obviously. But the other three teams that were looking for coaches did fill their positions, uh, most notably... Um, and with you know, highest this one's quite unfortunate to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for for the second straight year, and I guess Ugh. that's what happens when you have a good team, and and everybody wants to come and poach you. And I guess the only thing I can say is, you know, <laughs> thank God we didn't lose D'Amico too. So you know, and, and we we could have lost both of our coordinators because the Minnesota Vikings wanted to hire D'Amico Ryan's before he withdrew. But mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel, our one-year OC offensive coordinator, is taking over for Brian Flores in the in the Miami Dolphins organization. Um so yeah, uh he's um he's going to be tasked with uh trying to turn around Miami's run game down there, which has been one of the worst in the league in recent years and also help with the development of Tua Tungavailoa down there in Miami as well. So, we'll have to see what he can do. Obviously, um you know, co- going over from a defensive-minded guy in Flores, who was a little bit more of, as as I think we know, like a fiery, passionate guy, to <clears throat> McDaniels, who I've always heard like more of like a, you know, like a calming presence, and you know, like more of an X's and O's guy. So we'll have to see if that if that matters. Now, another notable thing about the McDaniel hiring that kind of overshadowed the fact that the Dolphins, you know, could be excited about getting this really potentially brilliant offensive mind was the fact that Mike McDaniel, who is actually um, multiracial, 
was, uh, you know, the, the fact that he comes from, you know, like a, like his dad is black and his mom's white was like actually like one of the major <clears throat> topics of discussion at the uh, press conference. So he, uh, he was wow. saying like, it's been very odd to tell you the truth. The idea of identifying as something, I think people identify me as something, but I identify as a human being and my dad's black. So whatever you want to call it. I know there's a lot of people with a shared experience. It's weird that it comes up because I've just tried to be a good person. And I think my background opens my eyes a little bit. I don't have any real experience with racism because I think you identify me as something close to, I don't know, but I know my mom has experienced it when she married my dad. And I know my dad experienced it and it's in my family. I guess that makes me a human being that can identify with other people's problems. So yeah, like this guy's like getting doing his introductory press conference and that's like, you know, a major topic of, of conversation. And I guess obviously in lieu of this Brian Flores situation, that's, that's kind of come up more now, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's odd because I mean, I know I've seen this picture and he looks, he looks, yeah, he looks, he looks like a white guy. He's very, he's a very light skinned man, but yeah, I mean, he definitely, I, I don't, I don't doubt that he's, he's multi, I mean, I mean, maybe that's what, you know. Oh, I'm not doubting it. And, yeah. and, uh, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying he does, he looks, he looks rather white, but it is also strange that that is such a big topic of discussion, right? right. Like, that that's, that's the main thing yeah. they want to talk about is. I wonder if like yeah. Miami, like kind of felt goaded in that situation that they like maybe had to like select, <clears throat> you know, a non a non-white candidate. Maybe, maybe it's possible. And then, you know, like they went with like the most like white, <laughs> they went with yeah. like the, the most like, that's white exactly what I was, that's exactly yeah. what I was yeah. thinking. So. I was like, you get the guy that looks like he's a white guy, but he has a black father. It's I love, like, okay, I love, well, Hey, I love, well, Mike, I good love job, Mike Miami. Good job. I love Mike McDaniel, but it's almost like Steven Ross being like, I'm not a racist. Look, I hired another black guy and it's like, but you kind of, yeah, he's multiracial, so he's yeah. he's kind of he's kind of both. He kind of checks both boxes. I guess. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he's a he's a head coach. That's what he is. I mean, in Miami now, and. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I just don't really care that much about that that aspect of it. It's like the man, if he's a good coach, then great, give him a job. But when you know when you oh, do yeah. see these things that make yeah. it seem like they do discriminate against yeah. black coaches, that's yeah. all that's shitty, and that shouldn't yeah. be there. If they're yeah, good that's... coaches, and they should get the damn job. Yeah, that, yeah I just wish that race that didn't have sucks. to be a, such right. a big issue and focused about all the time. It's like it would but, be. Nice I mean, it if... does need to be because it... he, you know this shit does happen. Yeah, it would. It would be nice to get to the point where I mean, it's not discussed so openly, yeah. you know, like this, and and it's not something that has to be, you know reported like but it is it is right but now. i understand the need of yeah. why it does need to be because right. it, it's 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 unfortunate and it's annoying that there's people out there that are like this but it's like people like you know, uh er eric eric the enemy eric the enemy <laughs> who can't get a head coaching job he's been to like 19 interviews and like eric the enemy can't be andy reed lets him call plays like i mean andy reed who's like a really good head coach you'd think he'd be developed for you know like the, the six or eight years that he's been under under andy reed but yeah. it's, it's, it's bizarre that he can't get a head coaching job. But in, in addition uh, to that, you know, like another um, situation kind of segueing into that was uh, the Texans' decision to make a head coach. Now, Brian Flores actually, as we discussed on last week's show, was a finalist for both the Saints and the Texans' job. Now, he didn't end up getting either of those jobs, 
So you may have ended up being right when you said that, you know, until this suit turns out like he may he may end and maybe even after he may not coach in the nfl again yeah i I thought he had the best chance to get the texans job the texans instead go go in-house and replace him uh david cully with lovey smith lovey smith who is the uh first black coach in nfl history to actually get three different head coaching jobs so that's that's notable as hell um yeah uh, he had previous stops <clears throat> with the uh, Chicago Bears for nine seasons, two years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, now he takes over for the Texans, where he was the defensive coordinator, and um, he he said that he's expected to um, continue to call plays. So he will be his own. He won't hire a defensive coordinator. He will continue to call plays for the Texans, and um, we will have to see how that goes. Now, um, Lovey Smith. After the 2006 season, his third season in Chicago, actually did take the Bears to a Super Bowl, you know, riding on that high-powered defense. And uh, Devin Hester, the, you know, the, the all-pro return man, with uh, Rex Grossman at quarterback, you know, who was possibly the, the worst starting quarterback of all time in Super Bowl. Everybody bags on Jimmy, but Rex Grossman is progressively worse than Jimmy. Yeah. But... They they, uh, they didn't shit. win the Super Bowl, but he did get them there. So obviously, um, Houston hoping that Lovey Smith can turn over the uh, the fortunes of that organization. So that remains to be seen. Of course, uh, with an eleven years with eleven years of head coaching experience, <clears throat> Lovey Smith has a winning overall record of eighty nine and eighty seven. And like we mentioned, he went thirteen and three, and uh, had a Super Bowl appearance after the 2006 season where they lost to Peyton Manning and the Colts. Let's see how, how it goes. I mean, shit, getting a dot, the head coaching job as the Texans is like, that's a shit show of job, but good luck right. to them. Yeah, you're not going to get Deshaun Watson. The, the one saving grace is that Davis Mills did start to look halfway decent as the season rolled on. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's... Still, though, still, though, yeah, rough yeah, job yeah. to get. Yeah. Of course, you're going to take any head coaching job that comes your way, yeah. but Jesus Christ, yeah. good luck. <laughs> I would, I would take the the, the Texans job in, in in like no time. Like if they're like, hey, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, absolutely, of course, yeah, okay. absolutely yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. yeah! I don't care if I get fired after one season; I'll be fucking rich after that season. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's that's what happened with David Cully. He got fired after one season, but he got paid. Yep. And so the final head coaching job was filled by the Saints, who after 15 years of uh, Sean Payton running the show there in New Orleans and then uh, him stepping down. Uh, they elected to go in-house as well and promote their defensive coordinator. Uh, their defensive coordinator, of course, being Dennis Allen. Um, now, Dennis Allen does bring a little bit of prior head coaching experience, having coached the Oakland Raiders from 2012 to 2014. Um... However, that was a far from successful experience. Yeah, good uh, lord, eight yeah. and twenty-eight. He was eight and. 28. How did how did this man get hired as a head coach? So that's at, my at, only question. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, he was Denver's defensive coordinator, and you know he had just produced a, a, you know a couple of good seasons with with them. Uh, Denver mm. just made made you know a couple like a couple of uh, I think they just ended up making the playoffs with with Tebow like the season or two before that. Um, so anyway. But they were mainly riding off their defense because obviously Tebow was fucking terrible. So he got a head coaching job based off that. And, uh, I mean, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Obviously, a more talented situation 
this time around yeah. in New Orleans. However, um, he's inheriting a team that's seventy-six million dollars over the cap. One of the one of the wow. worst cap situations in the NFL right now in the Saints. Oof. So he's got his work cut out for him. Saints only have two quarterbacks under contract next year: Taysom Hill and Ian Book, the rookie from this last season who started one game. So, mm. um, I mean, obviously, uh, Jameis Winston, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. There's been, you know, talk that maybe Jimmy might be, you know, might be going to the Saints. A lot, a lot of discussion, but we'll, we'll have to see what ends up happening there in New Orleans. But obviously taking over a, a team that's got talent, but obviously I think a lot of those players that are even there on the defensive side of the ball probably aren't going to be there due to that. They're going to have to cut people with that cap situation to get under the cap. I mean, there's no, there's no way around it. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, end of the year, uh, honors were announced with the, um, MVP being announced and, uh, Aaron Rodgers being named MVP for the second consecutive season, uh, giving him his, uh, fourth MVP, which puts him in second place all time to Peyton Manning. Uh, he has more than even Tom Brady at this point. Tom Brady only has three MVP awards. And um, rookie of the year going to Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase. Uh, defensive player of the year award was awarded to TJ Watt for his 22 and a half sacks. Cool Oof. moment there was his uh, brother, award, brother JJ actually awarded him. JJ, a three-time defensive player of the year winner himself, awarded him the, the uh, award. So that was kind of cool. Um, the moment of the year was Justin Tucker's record-breaking 66-yard field goal. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, again, Jamar Chase. Offensive Player of the Year, no surprise, Rams receiver yeah. Cooper Cup for almost his 2,000 yards and 16 touchdowns. Defensive Rookie of the Year, no surprise, Micah Parsons with his 13 and a half sacks. Off Micah um, Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> and um, let's see here. The... Coach or the comeback player of the year, which I think he kind of got snubbed by getting no votes, was Nick Bosa, who missed all but two games last season and then, and then came back to get 15 and a half sacks this year and ranked third in the NFL. It did go to a deserving candidate. I'm not saying Joe Burrow didn't deserve it, but Joe Burrow missed 10 or six games, whereas Bosa missed 14 games. So a little bit of a different situation. Um, yeah, definitely. Assistant coach of the year going to Dan Quinn, who's staying with the Cowboys. And um, let's see here. And then coach of the year going to Mike Rabel. And then that's uh, that's just that. to We just wanted to close that out as well. Um, oh, and then the Walter Payton Man of the Year award going to Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth. So we'll close it with that. So congrats to all those guys. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, this week's Commander's Countdown, which is still extremely hard for me to say. Still a, still a work in progress. Yeah, it is. That's like, yeah, as we've said before, that is kind of a work in progress. I'm kind of just rolling with it because it sounds it sounds all right. So um, not a whole lot, obviously, to cover. Um, obviously, it's the off season for, uh, you know, now 30 of the 32 teams other than tomorrow. Um, so the only real big news, um, at least good news, there's a couple things, but Jonathan Allen enjoyed his first trip to the Pro Bowl and apparently t uh, tried to do some recruiting while yeah, on the trip yeah. as he was cited with, he was with several him. pictures with Russell Wilson yeah. and his wife. And, Ciara, yeah. 
Yep, yep. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, I know I would think most fans would love to have Wilson um, as our quarterback. I know I've seen some people post, oh, he's not that good. Like, bro, you see his numbers? Are, are you are you crazy? As, as somebody like, that sees that motherfucker play twice a season, like he's trust yeah, me, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's that good. Like he he's got a phenomenal record against us. Yeah, he's uh. yeah, absolutely. Um, so while at the Pro Bowl, um, Allen was uh, quoted as saying, "It's definitely rewarding to be there." He told the um, senior vice president of media and content, Julie Donaldson, for Washington. I feel like it's a reward for a great season, personally. And like I said, everyone's goal is to be able to make the Pro Bowl. I feel like I was a lot less reserved. Um, I was more loose. I was taking more chances, just playing more aggressively, just more everything. Um, so very happy to see him make it in. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and as, as, as shitty as the Pro Bowl is to watch, you know, it's yeah. more the honors that the players get for making it that make it. Exactly. Yeah, it's just to be, you know, really valued by your peers and, and also getting voted in by the fans and everything like that. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, first time in his five-year career, he'd been voted to the Pro Bowl after a 60-tackle season where he recorded a career-high nine sacks. And he actually finished uh, the season as uh, Pro Football Focus's second um, best overall graded interior defensive lineman in the NFC. Nice. Hell yeah. Second to only, of course, as you could probably guess, Aaron <clears throat> fucking Donald. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, other than that, that's really the only good news. We do have some unfortunate news yeah. to cover um, regarding a couple other things. Right. Um, Washington defensive back and special teamer DeShazer Everett has been charged with involuntary manslaughter following an investigation into a fatal single car crash on December 23rd of last year. The Loudoun County, Virginia Sheriff's Office announced Tuesday on a release. Uh, Everett, who's 29, turned himself into the Loudoun County Adult Detention Center on Tuesday and is being held on a $10,000 bond. Uh, we are aware of these charges and are continuing to monitor the situation, the commander said in a statement to the NFL media. We will have no further comment at this time. Right. Everett's girlfriend, Olivia Peters, who is also 29, was a passenger in the vehicle driven by Everett and was killed in the crash. Uh, the investigation determined Everett was driving over twice the posted 45-mile-per-hour speed limit just before the crash occurred, according to the sheriff's office release. Um, yeah. Everett and Peters were traveling north on Gum Spring Road in a 2010 Nissan GTR. So, oof, yeah. fast-ass car. Yeah. No wonder he was going twice the speed limit. Um, yeah. Around 9.15 at night, uh, the vehicle left the right side of the road before hitting several trees and rolling over for the release. Peters was transported to a local hospital where she died due to injuries sustained in the crash. Yeah. Um, Everett played in 14 games in 2021 with Washington, where he's played um, all seven of his NFL seasons. Right. And I would assume now, well, obviously, that would be his final NFL season. Given... Yeah, I mean, it, it would be I'd, – I'd be surprised if he if he definitely ever plays another down. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. That's definitely an unfortunate situation. Um, obviously, yeah. definitely thoughts and prayers <clears throat> with the family, as you mentioned before. But, yeah, definitely a rough, rough situation. Definitely not the kind of news you want to report on. And hopefully it's, uh, you know, hopefully he's all right and everything as well. And then uh, last thing to touch on, really, is um, – Obviously, since the name has been announced, there's been a lot of reaction, both good and bad. Joey T out there with his commander's jacket on. You know, Joe, Joe Theismann had the commander. Those jackets jacket are really nice, Man, though. Ja jackets are sick. Those jackets are, jackets are, are fire. I like I'll, those I'll, jackets. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. And I've seen some of, like, the DC 
like like those D yeah, yeah, yeah I sent yeah like the one I sent you with yeah. the DC yeah I've, I've, seen, it on, I like I've seen it on a I shirt like and, a, and a hoodie now so I've seen it so that's pretty slick yeah I would but wear that one player that or one former player that's not a fan is uh former former Washington fullback and uh you know Super Bowl hero of the 82 season John Riggins Johnny Riggins Ugh. yeah and what and what he said makes sense I mean because it's it's like he didn't play for the commanders but right. and right he says he he doesn't think he says it isn't a good choice he feels completely disenfranchised um i can't understand how anyone who once played under the old franchise name could possibly want to be a part of anything to do with the washington commanders right um and as far as the potential for a washington commanders football jersey riggins said it made him feel filthy and dirty <laughs> i don't want anything to do with it maybe yeah. i will change maybe a little more time i don't know it just doesn't feel yeah. right to me yeah, and, and and I get I get where he's coming from. It's like seeing these Sean Taylor jerseys yeah. and the, the commander. It's like you know what, man, that's yeah. not that's just really not what he was. Yeah. So I, yeah, it, it just... yeah. And I mean, they've they've responded by removing all the uh, John Riggins Commanders jerseys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll we'll see if that ends up changing in the future. And like like you said, or like he said, if if his stance does change. But as of right now. Yeah. He is, he is currently not about it. Yep. Uh, well, that's about all we got um, for the commanders' news this week. Um, you know, as as things happen coming up to the draft, I'm sure we'll be covering draft prospects and various different things like that. See how some of these quarterbacks start looking. Um, free free agency is about a month away. And and free agency. That's right. That's obviously first before the draft. Yeah. So. Yep. But yep, that's it. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Hey, Faithful. Thanks for joining us this week on the Niners News Update. A um, little bit of a different week since uh, for the first time since the bye week, we don't have a game to recap for you. Um, unfortunately, after last week's, or two weeks ago now, uh, is lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game, which, you know, we obviously should have won. Some bullshit! Some fucking bullshit. Yeah. And, I, and I fucking, and I don't like it. And I hope that Joey Burrow <clears throat> goes out tomorrow and he beats that Ram ass and, you know, sends Sean McVay to 0-2 in Super Bowls after he lost to Tom Brady once before. So, anyway, we don't have that much to talk about since there's not a game, so we're just going to touch on a few things real quickly. It should have been the Niners playing at home at, at fucking so, SoFi, SoFi <laughs> South. Or, uh, Le- or I'm sorry, Le- Levi, Levi South. I apologize. Yeah, Levi South. Levi South. That's South what it is, yeah. That shit still, that shit still p- pisses me off. Fucking Rams. Yeah. We, we should have won that game up 17 to 7. And uh, Anyway. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan just cannot coach with a 10-point lead, apparently. I mean. I don't know. He just, he just falls apart. I don't we, know what it is. I but. almost, I almost <laughs> feel like now moving forward, dude. Like it's, I, I love Kyle, and I mean, I'm not, you know, saying. No, I'm not shitting yeah, on Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying no, you no, should I, get I, another I, coach I, I know. Yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that. But, but I'm just saying, like in that situation, like maybe knowing what we do from these last, from Atlanta three, three Super times, Bowl, three times, Atlanta Super Bowl, our Super Bowl in 2019, and then you know, last last weekend, game. Game, yeah, yeah, or two weeks ago in the championship yeah. game. I mean. Hmm. We we do do we have to be ahead by by twenty or thirty points in every game just just to feel comfortable and, and win? 
because yeah, I mean, that's like, not that, that is not that should, that should you don't be, want I mean, that to be the case yeah. that is, it's annoying I mean, oh we're up by 10 most of the time you should be like oh hell yeah we yeah got this yeah game. i mean that's how that's how i was feeling in the Jesus super bowl Christ. after after the chiefs didn't do shit for three quarters i was like we've got this and oh yeah let's not talk about that yeah, that was yeah. painful well i mean this, this <laughs> hopefully joey burrow can redeem all my super bowl sorrows tomorrow we'll see yeah. um anyway speaking of some notable um you know Niners news. It's uh, lots been debated about what's going on at the Niners quarterback position. Obviously, with uh, it, it does appear that we're going to move on from from Jimmy Garoppolo, and um, it did seem like Trey Lance was going to be the uh, the incumbent starter. Uh, however, there there's been a little bit of a rumor swirling around as of late. Af- after just like six days. That that we reported on initially. Yeah, this happened real quick. Yeah, real yeah, quick. he he wasted no time. <clears throat> but there's rumors that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady <laughs> might be returning to the NFL. Now it it hasn't been confirmed. These are just you know rumors again. But I mean it yeah. was it was uh, circulated about um, you know that 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 you know it's it's been reported people close to him that have mentioned his desire to return to play for a different team. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, he's got one year left on his Tampa contract. And what if that's the reason that he's... Wait, he had a two-year deal? He signed a two-year deal? After after the after the Super Bowl win, he signed a, uh, for two more years. Really? So oh, so he maybe maybe he just retired. Because, so to get out of his and contract with, and then go so to another team. So he play with yeah. the team that he go, wants yeah. to play so, with. So I'm thinking that, that depending likely. on – So what if things don't go that smoothly with Trey this year or even if they do, <clears> and then next year Tom Brady gets out of his – because right now, if he were to return and play next season, any team that would get Tom Brady would owe Tampa draft picks or some capital for him. Oh, really? They'd, yeah, because he's still under contract with Tampa. Oh, so what if Tom's playing that. hardball and retiring? You know, he's going to take a year off. Man, he's going to be like 46 family. by the time it's the next football season have after ever, this Have you ever one. seen a man 46 and is going to, you know, that like, can do what he can do? No, but like, Jesus Christ. I mean, maybe, like, maybe he's going to take off a year or two so he can just like get in better get shape. Just get he's going to get healthier. He's going to get healthier than I'm he ready was. to go. And he comes back and just Damn, dude, that'd be crazy. I, I hope I, he does kind of. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count him out, and I hope he does, especially if if this is is true, because the the rumors are swirling around that he could want to return to his hometown, San Francisco 49ers. Of course, Tom being a San Mateo, California guy, and uh, everybody knows <clears throat> growing up a Niners fan. Oh my God! Like I'm excited for Trey. I really am. I mean, I remember going into the draft process. I was like, Trey's the guy we got to get. Really like pumped for him. And in a couple of yeah. appearances, especially in the second half against Houston, like when he started uncorking balls on on target, I was like, this kid's you know this kid's got something. Well, that's um, what he needs to keep doing. Is he yeah. needs the passes, the passes. He's got to learn yeah. how to pass. Absolutely. Can't, but, if he can't pass, then. But but if we could get Tom Brady, but like I mean I don't I mean that that's <laughs> that supersedes Jimmy, that supersedes Trey, that that supersedes anybody you've got. That supersedes on anybody in the NFL, yeah. basically. I mean, unless you've shit, got like, like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 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 you've you've and Aaron's only got a little bit of youth on him, and maybe like like actually Aaron's mechanically. Yeah, he's like about six six years younger than him at yeah. least or so. But yeah, um, yeah. So Aaron's Aaron's thirty eight, and I think Tom's forty four. But 44, yeah, so um, there's a. So Tom recently appeared on the uh, Let's Go pro- uh, podcast with Larry Fitzgerald and uh, Jim Gray. So Tom was quoted as saying that he's not really planning to reverse course and uh, he's not really looking to change his mind 
um, right now, but he doesn't know how he'll feel in six months from now. Also quoted as saying that he uh, tries to make the best possible decision that he can in any moment, uh, which he felt like he did last week. And again, um, saying that you have to be realistic and that you never know what the challenges are going to be in life. Again, uh, he said he loved playing. I'm looking forward to doing things other than playing, and that's as honest as I can be. And at 44 years old with 15 Pro Bowls, three uh, MVP uh, votes, and um, three MVP awards, and um, too many other records to, to count. You know, he's, he's got pretty much everything now at this point. I know, seriously, um, he's like untouchable. He explained that it wasn't his inability to um, you know, <clears throat> play, but more the factors outside of his life that influenced it obviously wasn't that he felt he was declining, but you know, he wanted to focus more on family matters. So we'll see. Yeah, if, it, it makes sense given the fact yeah. he's 44 years old. I mean, he has played um, for, you know, for 22 years. Um, so it's understandable at this point in his life. It's like, well, I have done this and he's getting older. He's got kids. Like, you, you know, I'm yeah. sure there's lots of other things. He's rich as hell. <laughs> he's got a rich as hell wife. Yeah. So I'm sure there's yeah. lots of things he wants. He to really do. doesn't have to prove anything else. And then uh, also quoted as saying, I was fortunate to do it for a long time, for 22 years. I did it at the highest level, and I had the best teammates and mentors and coaches and friends. And again, it's just pretty simple. It's just there's a time for th for other things, and I need to make time for other things in my life. And it's exciting for me to be able to really enjoy some of those new moments as well. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And um, he also uh, said that he was humbled by the outpouring of support. And um, that, um, you know, basically uh, I've taken so much from the sport and I'm glad that uh, so many people enjoyed watching me play over the years. Believe me, I loved playing more than they loved watching me play. So for as many people that loved watching me play, I enjoyed playing the game and being in there as being in there much more than people actually enjoyed watching me play. So obviously definitely saying that he uh, still strongly has a passion and love for the game. And obviously you could tell, I mean, that, that Tampa game where he smashed the tablet, I mean, oh yeah, you know, like obviously the man is a very impassioned player and uh, still has. I expect to see to Tom Brady in the future at some kind of other he's, position in the he's NFL. Gotta he's going to be either some a, kind of yeah. either. A I mean, obviously there's commentating. Cause like, obviously that's what most of them do. The big time quarterbacks yeah. tend a lot of times go into that. But I mean, even a head coach position, man. I mean, the man already can already, you know, I could, I could direct conduct an offense yeah, on his yeah, own. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and probably not for a few years. I would think he's going to maybe take a break for a few years, focus on some other things, his family. But you know, when he gets into his fifth, you know, that's that is assuming these rumors of him maybe yeah. coming back for another year. Maybe, aren't true. maybe maybe he's coming back to win a Super Bowl <laughs> in San Francisco. That would be great. But assuming that that's just a rumor, <laughs> I would think maybe give him give him a couple years. Yeah. You know, do some other stuff. Maybe by the time he's in his fifties. Maybe we'll start. I mean, and I think he might do uh, like commentating jobs probably if he if he does retire this year. I could see his yeah. you know, as soon as next season. I yeah, mean, you know, a man be, like Tom he Brady, be, he would be a shoe in. And the, any yeah, exactly. Be, They're going to jump on all the networks yeah. are going to just yeah. jump on that. So they, you know they, they, we're going to see a lot more. Of they it. snatched Drew Brees right up out of <clears> they, right. They got, right. they got him right up. And Tom Brady is is significantly more important than Drew Brees, at least in my important my my in, in my my opinion, <laughs> I think so. I mean, he's the, he's the man that you know kind of put the dagger in Drew Brees once and for yeah, all, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and much has been discussed of the Niners' quarterback situation. There was actually a recent interview in which the uh, media was asking Joe Montana 
you know, Niners, Niners legend Joe Montana, best uh, Niners quarterback of all time, what he thought that the Niners should do at quarterback. And he actually said that he thought that they should keep Jimmy until Trey's ready to play because he doesn't feel like Jimmy's ready, or I'm sorry, that Trey's ready yet. So that's an interesting take because Montana was never the biggest Jimmy supporter to begin with. So kind of an interesting take. But obviously if Tom Brady ends up coming out of retirement, that throws a wrench into you know, the, the Trey and Jimmy discussion altogether because then you've got, you've got Tom in that discussion as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have to monitor the quarterback situation. Please, See who me. ends up taking snaps under center for the Niners opening day next season. And as far as the news goes, Niner related, there's not much else. Just want to congratulate the eight newest um, members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, starting most notably with former 49er legend Bryant Young, who was a defensive tackle from us from the 94 Super Bowl season until 2007, 14, you know, legendary seasons finishing his Niner career with 89 and a half sacks. So congratulations to Brian Young getting in. Also head coach Dick Vermeil, who was head coach of the Eagles, uh, Rams, where he won a Super Bowl, and the Chiefs. Sam Mills, you know, legendary Saints linebacker, Cliff Branch, uh, wide receiver, safety Leroy Butler for the Green Bay Packers, um, NFL official Art McNally, and then former First overall pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise, Tony Baselli, the offensive tackle. So congratulations to all the – oh, and actually, forgot one. Richard Seymour, the uh, Patriots' former first-round draft pick when they – I think like three of the first four years <coughs> of Richard Seymour's career, the Patriots won a Super Bowl or something like that. But, yeah, so just wanted to, you know, give those guys some uh, moment of appreciation and congratulate them all for getting into the Hall of Fame. So congrats to everybody. Yeah, definitely. Congratulations. And yeah, like I said, we really didn't have much this week, so that's that's going to do it. But, you know, join us next week and uh, we will get you ready for free agency and start to talk about the draft as we approach that. We're about a month away from free agency and about two months away from the draft now. So we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on more Niners news. So stay tuned. All right, thanks for joining us on the Extra Point show this week. Uh, make sure that if you're not already, you subscribe right here on uh, you subscribe right here on the screen. Still got to get used <laughs> to that. Um, and uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we have a TikTok now, so check that out. Unfortunately, we got with the time somebody said it was a good idea, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that works. But uh, get with us on social media. Follow us if you like the show for more content, and uh, we'll let you know who wins the Super Bowl next week. Yep, we'll see you next week to cover the Super Bowl.